Hello and welcome to On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast that would hate to be an embarrassed United fan right now. You're listening to edition number 84, I'm Steve Sanders, aka NCFC Numbers on Twitter. Michael's handed me the wheel again while he puts his feet up in the passenger seat, which might be a little bit unfair actually, I'm sure he'll be doing at least some of the heavy lifting, uh, but the main thing is I'm presenting this week. Um, so, guts and determination free-flowing football, a coherent tactical plan and a contented fan base. If these are the things that you look for in a football podcast discussion, you may wish to turn off now. Um, sorry, yeah, I've just given it the big sell there. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Norwich City were sloth-like on Saturday, feeling Chelsea's wrath in the lunchtime kickoff and are currently the envy of no one as they remain rooted to the bottom of the Greed League. How can they salvage some pride from this season and will they soon be lusting after a new manager? Well, we're gluttons for punishment on the On The Ball podcast and the Canaries committed seven deadly sins of their own on Saturday. And I'll be going over those in detail with, if not a magnificent seven, then I'm going to downgrade it to a magnificent two and a half, I think. <laughs> All will be revealed <laughs> on that score. Um, so, panel this evening, we've got a great panel. First up, journalist, broadcaster, Norwich City correspondent for The Athletic and chief protagonist of the Michael Bailey YouTube channel that you might be watching right now. Can you guess who it is yet? It's Michael <laughs> Bailey. How are you, wow. Michael? You all right? What a lovely intro. Thank you, Steve. I like this. I like it when I get to just sit back and watch someone else um, host. It's lovely fun. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it's kind of fun for me. It's a bit more, more nerve-wracking, especially when, when we have um, technical difficulties, which obviously people listening won't know anything about. It was completely seamless, wasn't it? Seamless, um, seamless, seamless. Yeah, yeah. And just to confirm, I know we have done this before, but um, if, if people didn't hear the first time I hosted, this is not some kind of coup and I'm making you do this against your will we can we can definitely confirm that can't we I actually I suggested it I think okay so uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to claim credit for that because that you know it's, it's I think it's it's great that we get to well I mean the idea was it would give me a chance to have a little bit of a chat as well but I'm kind of re- re- maybe um regretting that to be honest <laughs> this was not a good weekend to pick but you know hey it's not like I haven't talked about it already so let's do it again I think it's going to be cathartic tonight um and Welcome for an on-the-ball debut appearance. It's Ooh. Norwich City fan and contributor to the to a long-come Norwich and the Match Day program, Zoe Morgan. Uh, welcome to On the Ball, Zoe. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm not so bad. If we take football out of the equation, uh, <laughs> yeah, really thrilled to be making my debut after such a performance that to talk about. <laughs> so yes, looking forward to it. Uh, I hate to tell you, but football is going to be very much part of the equation on on this uh, the next forty five minutes or so. Um, so a, a quick a quick bit on news. Um, where's where's your favourite place to sit in the ground? Do you have a season ticket, or do you have a favourite spot? Um, I do. I uh, I've been a season ticket holder for twenty eight years, which uh, I know is impossible to believe with the uh, the baby face. But yeah, twenty eight years. I started watching um, in our European season, so um, very much a glory hunter, I would say. Um, and yeah, been basically sat in the same spot in the south stand and then into the Gerald stand um, through time. So just just to the left of the halfway line, a few rows back. That's me. Oh. Excellent. You're not too far from where I am. And a uh, quick fire answer to this one. Favourite all-time player? Grant Holt. Oh, Interesting. Didn't didn't even really need to think about that. I, that's great. Um, 
So yeah, the 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 half person who I am referring to is um, the, <laughs> the, yeah. the ever reliable Stuart Hodge. We don't know where he is. We don't know when he's turning up. We don't know if he'll turn up at all. It it really is. It's it's edge of your seat stuff tonight. Amazing. Um, will we okay, see amazing. You? Won't we see Stu? Um, I mean, I for one hope that we do get to hear him uh, wax lyrical on Saturday because I think he'll um, he'll he'll rival you for angst, Michael. But um, if we don't, then um, you know. I've, I've teased it and uh, we'll, we'll wait for him to turn up next time. Um, anyway, I mustn't forget to say that you can leave a comment if you're watching this live. Um, that's after we were accused of, uh, quote, either incompetence or a poor administration for not reading enough <laughs> <laughs> from last week. So I mean, on, on reflection, both of those points do stand. <laughs> I was going to say, I was quite glad it's an either or. I thought that was quite fine. But they're only allowing us to be one of those things. Um, yeah. But yeah, we will try and get to some of them. Um, I've put Michael in charge. So yeah, uh, yeah no Michael pressure. last week. And, uh, but Michael's very much on it this week. I hope. So I mean, I used anyway, to be able to do all this in one go on the Pinkin show. I don't know. <laughs> like now, it seems like a completely forlorn hope. But I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I, I can't multitask, so I'd have absolutely no chance. Um, right then, we should probably uh, we should probably talk about the football as much as we've been putting it off. Um, <clears throat> let's go back to Thursday morning when uh, Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner were. Can I play? Can I play the Sting, out. Steve? Can oh yes, sting? of course. Headline act. Go on. Thanks. Yes. Here's our headline act. <laughs> Sorry, I've been really looking forward to that. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. Carry on. This podcast now. Um, are you still are you still back in Thursday morning? Great. That was when Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner were both ruled out of Saturday's game through injury. And off the back of two clean sheets for Norwich City, the optimistic fan might have even thought that maybe we could spring a surprise. Um, but after seven glorious minutes of parity came seven inglorious Chelsea goals. Um, let's just quickly rattle through them. 1-0 Mount, 2-0 Hudson-Odoi, 3-0 James, half-time. <laughs> 4-0 Chilwell, 5-0 Aaron's own goal, Gibson red card, 6-0 Mount penalty after cruel save initial effort, 7-0 Mount. <laughs> right, we've got the facts out of the way. Michael, yeah. uh, in your piece this weekend, uh, yeah. or this morning, you called it embarrassing and unacceptable. Um, yeah. You've been to many Norwich City games and you were there on Saturday. Um, where, where do you rank that one on the all-time bad performances that you've Is- seen? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the biggest, it's the heaviest defeat I've ever seen because I wasn't at Man City for the 7-0. So then you're rivaling it with the Colchester game. Um, And I think if you talk about humiliation, it was kind of on that level, but they're very different. You know, Chelsea are a wonderful team. The way they moved the, the... I mean, we spent we spent two years ago talking about how uh, Norwich weren't as physically physically able to compete. I tell you what, they look no more likely to physically compete with Chelsea. They were they were so strong, so quick. They just bounced off them half the time. Um, but I, I think for just the the amount that they kind of got lost and how everything was so inevitable, and off the back of a run at this level that has kind of been unacceptable, really. Um, it that's what made it work. This was more. This was almost not as bad in its own right as one game, but just such a culmination of the situation. And ultimately, I think for a lot of fans as well, it was kind of the tipping point. It's the point where they're like, "Oh, actually, I don't think Daniel Farker can coach at this level because look at that." I don't know if the players are. Is this a better? I've had this conversation with a few people. Is this squad actually better than two years ago? Because 
it's really debatable point at the moment. I tell you what they are. They're a lot more expensive. So at that point, with everything that you've put onto Norwich in, in this situation, to just get smashed like that on a day when Watford go and beat uh, Everton 5-2 and, you know, Brentford are doing what they're doing and, you know, lost 1-0 home to Chelsea the following weekend when they did have a striker on the pitch. Just, and, you know, the 12.30 kickoff, so it was basically everyone was watching it. It was just the mo- probably the most embarrassing um, and I did use the word pathetic in my tweet last night, which, you know, it'd been a long weekend, but I don't take it back. And I, I think it was just that kind of a performance. Obviously, the Colchester one was just, was almost laughable and, and just shell-shocking. Um, but that was was very difficult. This one was very difficult to take for slightly different reasons. Um, and there is a degree of mitigation in the fact that it was Chelsea. There, there is that. Mm. Um, but it only lasts as long as kick off on, as to kick off on Sunday, really. Yeah. Um, Sorry, mean, that wasn't very positive, was it? But, you know, well, we, we might get that. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's our job to be positive this week. And I feel like if, if ever if ever we weren't going to be, I think we get a pass this this time. Um, Zoe, did, how, how embarrassed did you did you feel during and after uh, Saturday's game? Uh, during, felt pretty embarrassed, I think. Um, especially when that seventh one went in. It just, it just really felt like from about 4-0, it kind of just kept, it, it was like, oh, well, let's keep it under six or and then let's keep it you know and then when it was six it's like well we've probably done enough to see it out now it's not going to be any more than six and then we get to seven and it's like did that one really have to go in like (laughs) just so frustrating that it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and it just compounding the feeling of um I, I guess embarrassment um afterwards I suppose thinking about it you start to reason with yourself a little bit. The idea in isolation of us losing 7-0 to to Chelsea is not that um, inconceivable. You know, the gulf between the big sides and the smaller sides in this division has been much discussed and um, it's not on its own incredibly embarrassing to lose by that many to Chelsea. I'm sure there's other sides in the division that on their day might lose the same scoreline. I do think, like Michael was saying, it's the context it's in, isn't it? It's the fact that we've scored two goals all season. We've got two points. We've not won. The performances are just not there to make it okay in isolation. The performances are concerning us away from the big clubs. And so we have, say, we take two years ago, um, you know, if we'd have had the August, the September that we'd had two years ago, and then we went and lost 7 0 to Chelsea, I don't think anybody would have been too worried about it because we'd had the performances we'd had those wonderful moments already we've had so few moments to celebrate so far this season that it just feels like we've just gone further and further down into this pit that it's harder and harder to see the way out of it and I think that's the worrying thing um if we are trying to think of something positive to talk about I would say that at least it wasn't the most embarrassing performance of the weekend and we were salvaged a little bit yesterday afternoon <laughs> by Manchester United I think um because that performance was again in the context of things a lot more embarrassing um mm. than ours um but we've got a lot to worry about I think yeah and I, I think it, it was that kind of foreboding sense that we weren't cut out for this level that as you both alluded to it we kind of just felt like that was really cemented on on Saturday. Um, Michael, I was thinking back to when we had a chat last week in the um, almost like fantasy football section, and um, 
I said we'd be obdurate and hard to break down, I think, which now seems hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you referenced the the 5-2 West Brom win in the same... In the same yeah. And it was seven goals, so, yeah. you know. Um, and Dan uh, said the only thing that gave him any hope at all was that it was top v bottom and something weird might happen. But it was... I mean, it was top v bottom and then some. And as you say, Chelsea were absolutely superb. But... Uh, tactically what what was it that was so poor i mean and and you know we could be all here all evening talking about this i'm sure but why why were we quite so bad in that i think um they despite playing five at the back they played they tried to push both fullbacks on quite high um which surprised me so you still had three center backs who were having to come wide um when you know that chelsea are basically going to try and play and run in behind you I thought the, the central midfielders were trying to press Chelsea central midfielders, but they kept getting caught. And, and a couple of times they just dribbled with the ball into the middle of the pitch and then just obviously got swallowed up by three players and we, the ball recycled. I'm, I'm afraid to say I don't see that Josh Sargent is technically able to hold the ball up. And I had a real issue with him um, playing, to be honest. I wouldn't have started with him because to me, you, there was no hope of... But Norwich don't have anyone up front where the ball sticks. And that is a huge issue because within probably five minutes, Chelsea realised, oh, well, we don't really need to worry about the back lads. Let's just push on. So at that point, you know, there was so much space because Norwich was still trying to sort of give Chelsea something to think about, but they weren't covering any of the spaces behind them. So I would have wanted to have started with Milot, Rashica, just to give us something a bit more direct that would run the ball up. But that, I mean, I have to say, we can focus on the defending, but I, I just think Norwich aren't doing nearly enough in attack to give teams enough to, to, to worry about. So they are able to commit more men to trying to score. And that kind of leads to, you know, just an, an, an issue of numbers, really. I mean, even if we do take it back to the Brighton game, we spent, you know, 40 minutes talking about a chance that should have been a goal. But when you think about it, that actually only arrived because the goalkeeper came out and made a complete hash of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was how, that was what it took. And you know, they didn't, they, I don't know. I don't want to rewrite history on reflection, but I think, I think Nor- the fact that Norwich has scored two goals, one from open play in their first nine games, we can go into the Leeds game and try and, you know, feel a bit more positive, but to do that, they, they've got to score a goal. And mm-hmm. I, I'm incredibly worried about that. Um, so, um, I mean, Chelsea are a very good side. I don't know how phenomenal they were on Saturday. I thought they thought they, they did what they needed to very well, but um I just think that the, the shape was wrong. We had Max Aarons on the left wing at times. I, I don't really yeah, understand no. how that happened. I, I literally went, what is he doing over there? Because there's no, I can't think of anything that would warrant Max Aarons being on the left wing as right he must have been told that, Chelsea. He must have been told well, to go over there. I don't know. I'd have to go back over it because like, what was, was there sort of a transition where they I think Pierre was trying to cover mm. spaces and yeah. Um, and that's probably the biggest worry, really, because whether you try and you know adjust uh, address the recruitment, whether you think that was good enough or not, whether you try and work out if this squad is better or not, the plan on the pitch is absolutely all over the place. Because mm. at the moment, the only success has come from let's put as many men behind the ball as possible and hope we get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not going to cut it at this level. Do you know what? That, that really just reminded me of... Um... 
Do you remember Max popping up on the left wing to set up Hugill for the seventh goal, I think, against Huddersfield in the oh. in the earlier this year? And that's what tactical that's genius. Weird. Yeah, glory. <laughs> describe it like that. We probably did. What a magic <laughs> moment! Piece of tactical genius. I think it's all part of Farker's grand plan, I'm sure. Um, and also the point about it kind of uh, us not being able to hold the ball up, and it kind of it keeps kept coming back. I hate to keep going on about the guy, but Emmy Buendia was so, so good at using his body to hold. And to be fair, uh, so I always thought Onel Hernandez was fantastic at that too. So that's another thing that we just lack compared to that. Yeah. In fairness with Onel, I used to give him stick for that because it would literally, he'd get the ball, he'd sit there, he'd sort of be a bit of a bulldog. And then yeah. he'd either you know, go out for a throw or he'd just lay it off. But yeah, what you give for someone to do that now? Gosh, Grant Holt. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't get Zoe started on Grant Holt. Um, so, um, I mean, can, Zoe, can you can you pick a can you pick one moment out of all of them that was the most kind of um, disheartening or or you know downbeat? Of all? was there any was there one moment where you had your head in in your hands in particular? It was Gibson's red card, I think, um, that really that really did it for me. Um, I think I shouted at the TV, "You're supposed to be the smart one." <laughs> and <laughs> I just think, you know, Gibson's in the side. You know, if if he's the one that's maybe keeping Omar out, Gibson's in the side for his experience, for his calmness under pressure, his leadership, like as me- as much as anything else. And I just thought that tackle was so mindless and. Mm just it just blew my mind really in terms of like the moment that he chose to do it it really I guess was symptomatic of everybody just having a brain freeze for 90 minutes um and you know maybe the fact that he's going to miss a game and we're going to have to think about who plays in defense next time it it could be the thing that starts off a, a, a great run but I think just during the match it's at one point, I think I'd been thinking to myself, sort of in the first half, I was thinking, I wish someone would just go and kick some, like just show a bit of something and just go and kick someone. And then I thought to myself, but no, imagine what this would be like if we only had 10 men on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, uh, it, it went and came true. And I, I just think that was the bit where I was just like, no, this isn't just being roundly beaten by a very good side who are worth millions and millions more than we are worth. It's a team that don't really seem to know what they're doing at the moment. And I think that was probably the saddest part of it for me. Yeah. And I think it, it it's interesting because we've talked about United a couple of times already, but, but they, and I know they're obviously a much better side than we are, but when, when they went down to 10 men, they had the capacity to kind of shut up shop and stop Liverpool from getting any, any more. We couldn't even, and you know, we're on completely different levels, but we couldn't even do that really. Um, we probably should give a uh, mention to Tim Krull, shouldn't we, Michael? Um, Made a, uh, well, made of absolute, I thought a fantastic save from Barclay. I mean, if we're going to take yes. some positives out of it, then I think he deserves yeah. some credit. And uh, I'd gone to Gallo's humour stage by the time he was penalised for being off his line for that point. I just laughed at that point. So <laughs> where it had to happen, didn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, apart from Tim, nobody came out with any credit, did they really? No, I mean, it was a wonderful save. It just felt like a bit of a waste, <laughs> in truth. Uh, let's, you know, but I'm sure he's capable of doing it again on Sunday if needed. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit unlucky with the deflected goal. <laughs> so the own goal and Max's own goal. So, I mean, that was a bit like, all right, yeah, that's that's good. Um, so, yeah, um, I suppose the only ones who came up with any credit are the ones who didn't play. And they, I did notice when, you know, they were sort of gingerly going over to applaud 
the remaining Norwich City supporters. The ones who ventured closest were the ones who were nowhere near the performance, um, which I guess is what will happen. Um, but this is where, and it, obviously, you know, followed Norwich all my life. This is where it always gets quite interesting because the manager is either going to have to stick with it or change it, which means he's going to start asking things of players that he hasn't relied on in the past. And it's going to be such a huge test of, of his trust in them and their faith in him as their, as, as, as his manager. So, as, um, so yeah, we're into a, a, a fascinating period really. Yeah. Well, let, let's, um, let's analyze uh, some of the, some of the recent stats, which I've, I've gathered a few. So I think oh, we, all, we know. I some wish I had some music for this, like Benny Hill music. Where's your thing now, Michael? I need your yeah. thing now. Um, to, do you want me to hum it in the background? <laughs> I feel that may distract me. I've already told you I can't multitask. So I feel like trying to listen to you do that and read at the same time is not going to end well. Um, but I think we all know the three goals in 19 Premier League game stats. It's also three goals from open play in 23 matches. Um, we still haven't taken any points from losing positions under Farker in the Premier League but we also haven't led in the Premier League for 13 games we we, we don't lead games we also don't come back in games that's, that's not ideal um, it's one goal in the last 11 away games and as I tweeted on Saturday uh, we've scored more own goals than goals at, at the right end in our last 13 Premier League games so oh um, gosh it, it's is all, that true yeah yeah we physically <laughs> scored more goals in our own net then in the yeah. opposition net, literally beating ourselves. Um, <laughs> oh my so, god, that is horrendous! Oh, that I mean, that is horrendous. What fairly, a start that is! Fairly damning. Um, oh, that's like a new. It's been a long weekend, but that is a new low. <laughs> Carry on. Carry yeah, on. we're not doing great on the positive. Uh, Tell you what, two, two thousand words on the athletic coming up on that on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a short piece on those two goals for us. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I, there have been a lot of questions over Daniel Farker. Um, the old hashtag Farker out has, uh, has has reared its head again on social media. Um, Zoe, I'll come to you first on this one. How, how close are we to the what would have been unthinkable at the start of the season here um, and Daniel Farker um, moving on? It's really sad to talk about it, I think. Um, you know, so as a manager in the last few years, he seems to have done more to sort of give us an identity, to to give us something that unites us um, than any manager that I can remember, really. You know, he's really transformed Norwich under his own image and, um, you know, we'll always be grateful for that. Um, my concern is, and, you know, what's really worrying me is that that identity that he's created for us seems to have vanished Um and that's what I find quite scary because we, you know, again, to roll the clock back two years, obviously we were favourites to go down. It looked very likely that we might go down, you know, throughout the season. Um, but we had, we were still playing our way. We were playing in our style. We had this young team who wanted to play football, who were creating things, who were all together they didn't know that they were beaten until, you know, right at the end. There was, even though it was a lot less likely than the previous season that we would actually turn, th you know, turn things around eventually, there was always that feeling that they could make something happen. Um, and, you know, that that is a wonderful thing to unite behind, you know, that real kind of, we are trying to do this in the right way. We are fun. We are great to watch. Lots of people were praising the way that we were playing. We might not have still not been getting the points, but there was something, you know, quite joyous about it, even though it was, you know, we could unite in our hatred of the league rather than 
the way that Norwich were trying to play. Um, and what I don't really understand is where it's where it's gone. Um, and yes, I know that we had a really bad end in you know post lockdown to our previous Premier League season, but we had a really good season last season. You know, you can't just vanish that out of thin air because you you don't win the championship at a canter unless you're playing really good football. There's too many other good sides in that league for that just to happen by accident. It wasn't an accident. We were still we were still playing. We might have been a bit tighter at the back. We might have had been a bit more, you know, gnarly and um, experienced than we were two years ago. But, you know, they were all playing together. They all knew what they were doing. They all knew the plan and they were executing that plan. And my worry is now that it seems to have vanished and I don't really know how we're going to get it back. And I don't really understand how it can have vanished that quickly. And all it makes me think about is um, Alex Neal and the Newcastle defeat and him getting spooked from that that result and suddenly thinking, oh my God, we need to be more defensive. But we didn't have the players to be defensive. You know, we suddenly got lost and he, you know, he was only a very inexperienced manager and he found it difficult to to regain that kind of how do we actually go back to that style that was giving us a lot of success. And Fark has got a bit more experience in that now. And um, I guess this is where he earns his money, but he needs to find that confidence again. And that, that real kind of like, you know, we're going to show them, like we're going to play our way. And yes, you know, sometimes we're going to get turned over because that's the style of play that we've got, but occasionally something magical is going to happen and we're going to beat one of the big teams. And, you know, quite often will be difficult. We'll give teams a game, even if they end up winning. Um, and at the moment, we're just not really giving teams a game. Um, and that's what that sort sort of worries me because if we can rediscover that, then the fans will get back on board. I think. But um, yeah, he needs to have a bit of confidence, and I guess go out looking for that sense of fun again. Yeah, you almost think he, you know, if he's going to go down. He might as well go down fighting. And perhaps that three-one against Watford was his six-two at St James's Park moment. Who knows? Um, Michael, we've we've talked about Daniel Farker being under pressure before. He was under a little bit of pressure last season. I actually think probably both the seasons when he won the league. Um, you've written a piece um, about. Well, we've already talked about it. I'm giving you a nice another Timu pluggy again, as we call. <laughs> um, it, is he? Do we think? Well. It's a difficult question to ask to answer, maybe. But is he closer? Do you think than at any point in his Norwich um, managerial career of um, possibly being sacked? If we can yeah. even talk about that. No, I, I do. I think that because I think it's not really even being count, uh, you know, um, entertained as an idea um, before. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that I'm now having lots of conversations with people and they're entertaining the idea. But you just get a sense, I think, from 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 things. I can't really talk, tell you what they are, but I, I just get a sense from things that, um, you know, these are two very big games coming up. Leeds at home, Carrow Road on telly again. Um, home crowd will be... It makes me think of Nigel Worthington at, at the moment, I have to say. There's just mm -hmm. there's just this situation now at Carrow Road where there's going to be so much riding on it from someone who carried so much goodwill. So that's probably one of the big associations there. And then after that, it's Brentford away. I mean, what can be said in addition to that, really? So um, no one will say it, but it it just feels like um, that, that 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 is a is a discussion point, I suppose. It feels like it, for the first time, it, it is a possibility if 
because Daniel Farquhar has got a big new contract with, which is worth lots of money. And he's got that contract because it's time for him to deliver. And so far, he's not, to be brutally honest. He was supposed to have learned a lot from the first season in the Premier League. He was given a huge amount of leeway at the end of it, I think, like no other manager has, has been. Uh, the results have been worse since promotion as in obviously i'm not i am just writing off the championship at that point there's in the at this level the results have been worse pretty much certainly not any better um and it feels like it's just been overthought i i, I feel like they've they've gone so far away from from what they were doing at championship level because they're like well it doesn't work so we have to do something different so they've tried to do that but what they've done is played billy gilmore as norwich's holding midfielder in place of ollie skip mm. i could have told you that wouldn't work by watching the england scotland game because i thought it was quite clear he got loads of rave reviews from that but watching that game he got turned around so many times and that that's just not billy's position um in my opinion i might be wrong i'm just a humble journalist and daniel fox is a very qualified coach but it was just seemed like a regression to this whole moritz like no we can have a nice player with who can keep the ball well and it it doesn't matter because the opposition won't have the ball so we don't have to defend that well and it it does not work like that I think you know it was an incredibly tough start but equally one of the I think playing Ozan Kabak against Watford I just don't think he was ready and I think that it was a a disastrous decision in such a big game because everything really comes back to the Watford game in terms of an opportunity for Norwich to get a first point be obdurate, you know, do something that sort of um, gave them a foothold. And the way it unraveled in that second half was, to be honest, unforgivable. And I'm still a bit angry about it because at that point they had to prove something beyond beyond everything, everything they did in the championship. Because to be honest, Daniel Farker took a few weeks. He got Emmy Buendia and Todd Campbell through the transfer window. So they knew they were staying he got them drilled into what he, he knows works in the championship and then he didn't really have to change it. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. went and go. They were good players. They didn't have the pressure of a crowd and they could just go and play to the heart's content and you could just see the freedom. The football was wonderful. They were just in their element because it was like a control situation where they could just go and do whatever, take it off the training ground and away you go. They were that much better um, than most of the teams. I can't remember a single game where a tactical change really made a difference in in the game. I might be doing him a huge disservice there, but I don't really doesn't strike me that Daniel has affected many games with changes. Maybe I'm just forgetting, but I might be, but it certainly hasn't happened very often. But what I do know is the Premier League, the tactics are different come most kickoffs, teams change during most games, and you have to be fluid, reactive, and you have to get it right. And I just haven't seen that from Daniel Farker at this level at all if I'm mm-hmm. brutally honest. And that is why I look at it and think I'm now at the point where I just don't think he's currently ready to coach at this level. And it feels like his head's all a bit muddled. Um, and it'll be fascinating what he could I know we'll come to it in a bit, but, you know, Leeds, is it, mm-hmm. what's he going to pick? You know, is he going to suddenly go, all right then, boys, let's go four two three one and see how we get on? Because that would be a huge acknowledgement of what the first nine games have been really. Well, just to just to pick up on a couple of things that you said there, that I, I love the Worthington comparison. That actually is, feels really similar to me. And I just had a look. He he was uh, the Burnley game was the tenth game of that season, and obviously Leeds would be the tenth game of this season. I just wanted to just a quick answer to this one. Do you think because you said the two next two games will be massive? Do you think that that means whatever happens after Leeds, he will still be here, or or do you think that they will give him a little bit more time? I, I would be lying if I said I knew. I, I don't know. There's a there's a degree of hunch work. But 
the one thing you do have, whatever Daniel's future is, you've got to work out who comes in instead of him. And what I don't want yeah. is him to go and then, then spend two or three weeks trying to figure out who will come in because you will very quickly end up in a situation where people look at it and go, nah, I ain't doing that job. And, um, you know, so that's, I, I think if, if they, I would like to think Stuart Weber um, and people at the club are already working out what is the plan if Daniel is no longer in charge because they need to be thinking about that now because even if we're at this point and they win against Leeds it's only going to take three or four more defeats and we're back to the same situation again so we are at that point now really there's no there's no avoiding it either or the alternative is they go hey we ain't changing it and maybe they make that public but I just don't get the impression that that's where we are this time well, let's hope that they do have uh, a long-term plan. Um, we don't know what's going to come up. We, hey, we don't even know what's coming in the next 10, 15 minutes regards Stuart Hodge, so we certainly can't <laughs> get any further ahead than uh, next Saturday. Um, okay, I feel like that's. I feel like we've got some stuff off our chests um, there, although oh, yes. not everything, I hope, because <laughs> we still have a little bit more moaning to do. Moaning? I don't know, ranting. It, uh, I'm, discussion. I'm up, discussion. <laughs> I'm leading up to the sting for Pick That One Out, Michael. Love it. We don't get along with that one to kind of catch your breath here. Um, So, yes, I'm I'm hoping, Michael and Zoe, that you still have another 30 seconds of bile um, to to unleash. Do you unleash bile? I don't know. It feels like a mix of metaphors there. Um, Because it's picked that one out, a.k.a. the ranting section. Um, So I, I can't work out, is it worse to be under the 30 seconds or over the 30 seconds i don't know which is more of a cardinal sin but if you can hit the 30 seconds then uh, you leave with with ultimate respect um who would like to michael shall i come to you first uh yeah have you talked about myself i can't remember uh, what I'll, I'll buzz you um i'll buzz Just you go. verbally if because okay can't yeah get the plaques and <laughs> you things buzz me verbally me. steve <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much um right are you ready yeah why not your 30 seconds starts now. I mean, I didn't want to talk about Billy Gilmore again, but I feel like I have to because I, I've, it, it seems like um, this whole situation with Billy Gilmore playing has become a thing. And I don't know why it's become a thing. I, I don't know why everything seems to have revolved around whether Billy Gilmore is playing for Norwich City or or not. He's on loan. He's played, you know, half of the games, maybe slightly under. He, he, he got some minutes, which is more than he would have got at Chelsea. Um I can see a bright young player, but I think it's difficult for him to come in now. I thought Daniel Farkas. Uh, wow, that wasn't very long. No, it's not. I tell you what, when you're in the hot seat, it's pressed on. <laughs> I don't want. I don't, I'm not going to extend the point this time because <laughs> even I can be bothered with that. You've, really, you've, to be honest. you've made your Billy Gilmore Billy. point tonight. Yeah. Um, right then, Zoe. Well, you've you've seen how the master does it. So, um, Michael, are you are you going to be ready with your? Claxon, or would you like me to? No, you go. You do it. I'm going again. That was good, that. Yeah. Great. Okay. I've gone and lost it now. Uh, (laughs) Here it is. Zoe, are you ready? I am. Your time starts now. Okay. This is only loosely linked to the Norwich result on Saturday, but my real thing to rant about is Liverpool not scoring more than five goals yesterday because <laughs> what we really could have done with it, with it was it being at least seven and it could have been at least seven. They took their foot off the gas. They were pinging it around the defence after Pogba got sent off. It was infuriating. They could have really helped us yesterday and they just stopped bothering and it, it really riled me up. So that that is my problem. Uh, and I don't know how close I am to 30 seconds. Yeah, that close. First, 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 yes. There well, we um, go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like 
I I saw that fifth goal go in and I thought, wow, yeah, they're, they're going to do worse than us. <laughs> well, they should have done. It had definite vibes of Brazil, Germany in the World Cup when <laughs> apparently Love told the told them to ease off at half time, which I, you know, always really infuriates me as well. I don't think there's any honour in this. We tried to win by as many goals as you can possibly score, and I, yeah, I no holding back. If we were in that position, I would want us to keep keep going. Um, and that, Could be a that's while the end of we are. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, can I can I have Stu's go? You're going to have two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness me. Well, all right. Um, as you asked so nicely, um, it's uh, you can't have another 30 seconds of Billy Gilmore, though. That's not allowed. <laughs> no, no. Although, before we start, can I just say, there was a tweet that went out from Football for All saying that um, Billy Gilmore oh, yes. was in celebrating with the Chelsea fans and mm-hmm. they quoted The Athletic. Um, and people have seen and gone, oh, have you know, um, the reason that they put the athletic is because we're really great and really trusted. And they lied because it was a fake tweet from a fake account that didn't exist. Hmm. So I can tell you, I saw Billy Gilmore come out of the tunnel, I think, with Mason Mount in his civvies, um, just like acting like a normal human being because he's a Chelsea player on loan at Norwich. He, that was it. Um, that was what I saw. Um, so whatever that tweet was, it a wasn't the proper account and B was absolute lies. So I just want to clarify that. Thank you. I nearly asked you about that, but I thought you don't like to deal with tabloid rumours on you don't know. <laughs> well, I do like to deal with lies if they mm. claim that we we as the athletic um, and therefore me by association are saying them. So, yeah, just to clarify that. Can I do? Can I do? The, well said. Do, yeah. I don't think nobody else can ask to do two. I don't think. No, I think as it's your because Todd hasn't turned up. <laughs> well, we'd rather hear a second um, one of you than one of Hodgie, right? So, um, so uh, over to you. Your thirty seconds start now. I mean, I feel like I put the pressure on now, and people are going to think it's a good one. It's not really, but it was just from what Zoe's saying. Josh King, like Josh King, Norwich wanted to sign Josh King. Josh King wanted to come to Norwich um, at the start of the conversations. It was something that was on the table, um, and it didn't happen. And I think it. I don't know, maybe just Norwich didn't feel it was going to w- work or be the right move. But then he goes and looks so hungry against Everton and, and Everton capitulate. And that is just another example of how Norwich... Yeah. I think we need to move on. I feel like I'm... Good. I have to say, Josh King was one of those during the summer that I thought, when we were linked, I thought it'd be a terrible signing. And then as soon as he signed for Watford, I was like, well, that's a good signing for them. Something about... <laughs> <laughs> with them. I don't. I don't know what that was. Um, you could have held anyway. it all up. Yeah, <laughs> let's not even go there again. Um, well, um, this is the point, Michael. Where I'm going to ask, uh, put you on the spot slightly, and see if we've got any uh, comments or Ooh, whether we we've got were loads administratively um, incompetent again. And uh, I don't know if you can pull that out of the bag for us this time. We, we have got loads. I haven't. Uh... I haven't read any of them. Oh, there you go. Mark Hilton. Gilmore sent an Insta of him having a haircut on King's Road after the match. Well, so we know he was there. <laughs> Why was yeah. he getting his haircut? That's the question. Send him back. It should not be a good haircut. <laughs> John W. Uh, we have zero players with experience of the EPL. Uh, before a ball was kicked, that was worrying. Uh, even fewer goals, I would add. Um very few goals. Um, uh, oh, Amanda T, she agrees with you, Zoe. That annoyed me too. Wanted Liverpool to score eight. I mean, to be fair, minimum. they did. They, in minimum, they did create a good distraction still, haven't they? So they've done quite. Yes, they've done quite well. Um, 
here's one from Stephen Stibbons. We buy players from teams getting relegated from leagues, not as good as the championship. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, mean that, that, I think that's probably not entirely true. Oh, sorry, not as good as the not championship. As the championship. Yeah, that, that might I, I do agree with yeah. the mentality of yes, Josh yes. and Milot. They've yeah. you know, lost a lot of games with Werder Bremen. Um, and having spoken about two years ago, Norwich not having a fear factor with their players kind of gone to the absolute extra extreme of people only really having experienced that. I would I would also argue that no league is as good as the championship. So, you know, what are you <laughs> yes. supposed to do? <laughs> is the championship as good when you're 13th, though? That's the question, Zoe. Well, we might find out next <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, St. John Cooper, who I think I saw at the Brighton game because he came and said hello to me. So hello, St. John. Uh, how Wilder and Lampard? Um, how wild is that question? How, how, how wild is Lampard? I, I do not know. I do not know. How <laughs> um, um, and uh, any more? Uh, well, David Berman says Gilmore might be better in an Emmy type role. Um, Norwich don't play with that anymore. Um, I'm willing <laughs> to try anything at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably what Daniel will say in his press conference on Friday. That'd be yeah. uh, but that's hey. probably enough, isn't it? I reckon. I think that'll, that'll keep, keep the critics at bay for another week. Well done, Michael. That's an excellent <laughs> job there. Excellent um, admin. <laughs> you, do you know what you're wasted in this host role you, you're it's fantastic true, yeah. at the admin part um you're gonna both to be fair right um can i tee you up for uh a bit of a bit of john motson oh yes this is almost fantasy football this is almost fancy football. That sounds more and more ironic with every passing week, doesn't it? Um, so uh, it's Leeds. It's big. It's Leeds. And it feels right, doesn't it? That it should, it should be Leeds. Something about that feels right. Um, Sunday, 2pm, live on Sky. I mean, it, and the Burnley game was on Sky at 2pm. Well, not to, to, on a Sunday, wasn't it? So, wow, the, all the comparisons are coming back. Um Rafinha went off injured at the weekend. Bamford didn't play. I don't think did Phillips not play either. No. So I almost feel like it's pointless listing these because we've literally just conceded seven against a team who didn't have their two best strikers. Um, <laughs> Zoe, I'll, I'll come to you first. How do you see this one going? Is is there any hope of a win here for us? There's always hope for a win. <laughs> I, I, for one, am already absolutely convinced we're going to win. Um I don't I, I don't think I did immediately after Saturday's game, but uh, I've got myself, you know, a couple of days have passed. I've got myself into regulation positivity. Um, and I think the reason I'm reasonably hopeful, um, you said it yourself, Leeds feels, Leeds feels like an interesting one. I think we had some of that, you know, some of our best learning uh, two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was when we won the championship was done against Leeds, both through, um, a less than good performance and one of the best performances the championship's ever seen, probably. Um, and I think nothing could better remind Farker about glory days past and glory performances past than a game against Leeds um, who, you know, sort of came with us on that ride um, a little bit. I think Bielsa's style and an unflinching kind of commitment to his style of football and um absolute no nonsense in terms of like we are going to play like this and sometimes it will work and sometimes it won't you know that's the that's what Farker needs to be embodying from now on and you know perhaps it's just going to jog some really nice memories for him of nice moments 
Um, you know, there's not many teams in the Premier League probably that we've got some really nice memories of playing in recent seasons. And I think, you know, Watford's definitely not one of them. He couldn't he couldn't do that recall a few games ago. But Leeds, I really feel like if he's going to rediscover that sort of magic f- total football, Farker ball, whatever you want to call it, I think I think Leeds could be the game. Um, it kind of needs to be the game, right? Like we are rock bottom, but we're not, you know, cut adrift at this stage. If if we win one, if we win two in the next few games, things start to look a little bit perkier, not quite so desperate. So, you know, I'm really hopeful that perhaps we've hit kind of that real kind of awful feeling and perhaps throwing throwing some of the shackles off and just saying, let's let's just play and let's go out there and play. Perhaps this is when we can do it. Um, and yeah, why not? Why shouldn't we win? Yeah, I, I like that. And the mad thing for me is you, you referred to it. We could be 18th by the end of next weekend. We actually could still be 18th, which is just insane. Um, Michael, I'm going to throw this impossible question at you. What, what system are we going to play? Who's, yeah. who's in? Who's out? I, I, I want. Can, can you, I don't know, just... Tell us one or two things that that you think will happen, even if you can't predict the eleven and uh, the formation. Um, yeah, um, I, it does always amuse me when the team comes out because there's always a reaction to it. People will be like, "Oh, it's a great team," and then it might yeah, still lose. Yeah. I mean, like this season, be, "Oh, that's a great team," and then it's lost. And yeah. oh, I hate that team. And then but usually, the better it. the team looks on paper for these kind of games, the worse we end up playing. It, yeah, and conversely, people will go, "Oh, I'm not sure about that." Oh, it's mm. worked, and so it yeah. does. You're never quite, you're never quite sure at that point. Uh, I think, um, well, I don't know the answer. Obviously, I would be amazed if it was unchanged. I would be amazed if it was the same. If it was three five two, um, well, Gibson suspended, obviously, so there will have oh, to be yeah, at least fair one point, change. Fair point. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> if there was only one, but let me rephrase: if it was only one change, which was on mm-hmm. Bamadeli for Gibson, mm-hmm. and if it was still three five two, I would be amazed. Uh, I do not think we're in the territory where you're like, oh well, we'll give the guys another go. We are not. We are not there. Um, so back four. Well, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because <laughs> do I second do I second guess um, Daniel Farker or do I say what I would do? I mean, I think. As I said, he might look at it and go, you know what? Screw it. Let's go back to what I know. I'm going to show you how to do it. We've got all these players who can play in the three positions behind Pookie. Maybe I should actually put positions on the, in the team that they can play in. Um, I, I'm amazed we haven't seen more of Christoph uh, Cholis, I must admit, and I find that a real shame. Um, so I think that there's, they, there's that option of a 4-2-3-1. I think probably more likely is that he does still stick with three at the back but does something more of either the three, four, one, two that Scotland play, which has Gilmore in it, which I actually quite like, um, or a, a sort of more four, three, uh, three, four, two, one. So you've got Pookie and then say Josh Sargent, or, or not who I would play, or Rashidza uh, behind Pookie. So you at least got a three, which I think I said on the spaces with Hodgie last week. He's still not here, by the way. Um, you know, that was what I would have done at Chelsea potentially because um, you you could you could afford to have seven really grounded defensive players if you just had three that were actually there as attacking, as an attacking force rather than just sort of two isolated. So um, that's probably what I would do. I, I think it, it needs more attacking players on the pitch. I, I, that's why I just don't think you can name a 3-5-2 essentially as well because 
just the environment that he's going everyone's going into on Saturday it's got to have it's got to have a pick me up when everyone arrives um and the supporters were really good in the second half against Brighton obviously a big 90 minutes has happened since then but uh, I hope it's like that from the off against Leeds I mean it is Leeds that does seem to fire Norwich fans up generally as well and I haven't shaken the part of my brain that for three or four weeks has just thought what a monumental achievement it would be to prove everyone wrong. You know, it's everyone, everyone is just, it's, it's not, it's not even whether Norwich get relegated. It's how many points they're going to get this year. My editors said, must be worried about the Brighton, uh, the Derby record now, uh, by the way, Derby actually had more points after nine games mm-hmm. when they finished with 11 points. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's where we are. And there's, there's that bit where you're like, Oh, just, just show it, just show them, just show them. Um, but that is only a small part of my brain thinking that, or maybe it's a small part of my heart, but, um, I mean, ultimately they all need a rocket up their ass because to, and uh, apologies for swearing, but there was just, there was so much jogging at Stamford bridge and there was jogging against Watford and there was jogging against Liverpool in the cup. Um, too much jogging. This is supposed to be a really fit, high energy team. They need to show it. And when we talk about Leeds and Bielsa, They've, they've shown that constantly. They outworked teams by miles last year. They may not be the same team this year. Maybe it's a difficult second season for them. But if Norwich don't get anywhere near their energy levels, then they are screwed. So they, that's, that's, that's the only option, really, for Saturday. Um, it's probably more important than what shape they play in. Yeah, and it feels like a, a fast start is going to be really important uh, on uh, on Sunday as well. Well, if I've learned nothing else tonight, I've learned that we're allowed to say arse on this podcast. So. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> okay, we're not. okay. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know that's the rules, don't we? We know. Um, okay, so uh, one word answer then. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna win on Sunday, Michael? Surely. Okay. <laughs> Incredibly non-committal. Uh, Zoe, what do you think? It's 5-0, one word. Who <laughs> <laughs> too, though? <laughs> Us. We're going to win. We're going to win. 5-0, yes. 5-0, okay. It'll be fine, guys. It's all going to be fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> well... That seems like a good way to go out. Um, so I'll say that that'll do for today's On The Ball, the uh, the Norwich City podcast that covers the bottom of the league, but is top of the league for admin. So uh, make sure you subscribe to On The Ball via your podcast player of choice. Uh, it's available free for everyone on your usual player. And uh, we are now streaming the recording of the podcast live, as you can see if you're watching right now in video form on Michael's social media channels, which he's kindly let me sort of borrow for, for the evening. Uh, uh, just search Michael Bailey, the Athletic Norwich City. Is that right? That's a lot of yeah, words I mean, on your... If you, if you get anything <laughs> wrong from that, then tell me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on your preferred social platform hopefully it'll show up uh, racing reviews wherever prompted always hugely appreciated by me and by Michael and if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals then uh, give Michael a direct message on Twitter at Michael J Bailey so a big thank you to our guest tonight Michael you're very welcome Steve well done thank you Zoe lovely to be here in CFC numbers <laughs> thank you <laughs> Stuart Oh no, he's he's not. Turned <laughs> up. He's, a, he's 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 done a Norwich. He's, he's not done. turned up. I'm sorry, I did. I've been wanting to get that in all night. He did send me a message saying he wasn't going to make it. So um, I just hope his trip was safe and secure. 
Well, what a what a fitting tribute that was from him to our performance on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back next week. Michael will be back in the hot seat next week. And uh, yeah, we look forward to dissecting that, uh, that Leeds performance. Can I say it? Until then, never mind the danger. Hello, and we're clear. Yay! Well done, I, Steve. I feel like I'm stealing your catchphrases. No. It's not a good look. It's such it's a host. catchphrase, though. It's such it a good catchphrase. It's the host's catchphrase, Steve, and you are the host. <laughs> okay. I feel, you know, I, it's like if Bruce Forsyth just sort of let someone else do the whole nice to see you, you know, it just doesn't feel right somehow. <laughs> but hey, if you're happy, then, uh, then I'm happy. Um, Always happy me. Great. Uh, Zoe, are you, are you also happy to be here at, uh, at what is quite obviously wit's end at this point? Absolutely thrilled. Absolutely thrilled to be here. This <laughs> is when it really starts. Um, and uh, if, you're st- if you're still listening, uh, then that's good because that means that you're still here as well. And you'll, uh, you're now part of the uh, tangential 10 minutes, which might be more than that, of Tittle Tattle that is wit's end, uh, named after a man that, looking back now, may have been quite an underrated Premier League player. I think. Well, I, you'd stuck him in central midfield on Saturday, wouldn't you? <laughs> I've <laughs> seen that. Well down. Uh, we are, of course, referring to Stephen Whitaker. Uh, and pretty well anything goes here within reason. Um, don't know what words you are and aren't allowed to use now. Michael just makes it as he goes along. No, no, um, it was all about impact. That's why I used it. It was an I, impact. I hope they were listening. Impactful. I impact. still remember it. Um, and if you're here, then that makes you one of our Twitterkers, i.e. an honorary member of Wits End. This is the part of the show where we go off the beaten track and take on any and every topic to do with Norwich City, which includes your suggestions too. And you can give them to us via email at Twitterkers, T-W-I-T-T-E-R-K-E-R-S at iCloud.com. Or you can use the hashtag Twitterkers, same spelling on Twitter. Just don't explain what it refers to. That's the one rule. And who's been using the hashtag Twitterkers on Twitter? It's the uh, it's what they're all talking about. And when I say all, I mean a small percentage of the Norwich City community on Twitter. Hey, it's an important <laughs> a, percentage. A growing percentage. Growing percentage. Um, it's the star sign puns. Is that what we're calling this now? I'm, I'm going to push pass this over to you, Michael, because you're you're the expert on. Well. The, the, the amazing thing about this is we got a suggestion for the name of it. Um, Matt Which Ware. Um, no, it wasn't Matt Ware. Sorry, Alex, Alex. Ware. I get my wares on Twitter modeled up. Um, Alex Ware. Um, hello, Alex. And hello, Matt. Um, got in touch and said, uh, surely this whole thing should be called Zodiac Whitbread. Which, Which is, is amazing. Probably the best one that we've had so far, in all honesty. I take my hat <laughs> off to I take my hat off to Alex. Great work. So from now, from now on, it is called Zodiac Whitbread. Zodiac um, Whitbread. Which was, of course, kicked off by Mark Libra and my piece on um, his 10-second, 19-second goal, whatever it was, which is still one of my favourite ever Norwich City goals. I love that moment. Um, and, yeah, we've got a list. Now, I've got to be honest, I quite like the idea of reading this list out every week because <laughs> I love it because it's got Wes Leo Houlihan, Leon McKenzie, Gemini Goss, Max Aries, Terry's Allcock, Tor Russell Martin, Virgo, hang on, no, sorry, Virgo and Marich, or Leroy Virgo, uh, Josh Sargentarius, uh, or Sagittarius Ryan Bennett, 
or Sagittarian Culverhouse, which I really like. Um, and we also had Ozan Cabaquarius. Oh, I like that one. What a list. <laughs> what a list that is. That's an, and that's what we tell you what we had that last week. That list was last week's list. Twitter lit up lit up with so many well it's a good good number of i've gone alan partridge a good number of um follow-ups so yeah. shall i read shall i just read out the Go ones on. i did this just saves on my admin talking about admin it saves on my admin <laughs> for next week so i've got these all in one place um we only had a couple of suggestions uh but we had um well i say that callum off of twitterkers friend of the show um they were so bad he suggested about three or four but they were so bad even I'm not going to read them out. Really? Apart from oh. yes, no, really. Uh, apart from one, <laughs> thank you, Callum. I should say thank you, Callum. Uh, but the one I will read out, uh, which was by some distance the best, was Billy O. Gilmore. So there we are, Billy Leo. <laughs> Gilmore. Billy yeah. That was the Billy best. O. That was mm. the best like, one. Is that an Irish player, Billy O. Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> I almost did an accent. I'm glad I didn't. Um, we also had one from Canaries Down Under, uh, which I guess is Lee, who I've met. I'm assuming it's you, Lee. Apologies if not. Correct me. Please tell me who it is. I like using people's names. Uh, but Canaries Down Under came forward with D. Leo Smith. So that's very good. And also Leo probably leading the suggestions now on four. <laughs> yeah, and then um, there, i don't even know which ones we haven't got any for yet there must be some well I am i right in thinking that zoe has, has have you come prepared zoe well i came a little bit prepared um and there it's basically four suggestions but they're all on a theme uh you might see what that theme is is as i go through uh so uh scorpion el hernandez oh lovely <laughs> virgon el hernandez <laughs> leon el hernandez and he sounds like a good Cornel Hernandez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Capricorn, I think you rescued it at the end there with Capricorn <laughs> El Hernandez. Capricorn oh. El Hernandez. That was the first one actually that I thought of. <laughs> so wow. I should have stopped there. <laughs> I mean, I want to sign Lionel Hernandez. I reckon he's going to be a he great He does player. sound good. <laughs> he does sound good, doesn't he? Mm. I wonder if there is a Lionel Hernandez. Lionel Hernandez. Or maybe I'll have a Lionel. Lionel's got to be a popular Good name. work, Zoe. That's great. Thank you. So, all, all of famer. Are they all making it on your list? Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, they've been read out now. So, that, I mean, it's a low bar. But um, I, I was going to say that probably puts uh, Zoe in our um, in our uh, Zodiac Whitbread Hall of Fame already. I did, I did also have oh, no. Alan Vergao, uh, if, that, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> but that brought back too many bad memories, so I stopped there. <laughs> you, you've read it out, so it now counts. <laughs> um, can I just throw one more into the mix, just because I've just thought of it? Uh, it's a very obscure player, and it doesn't really work. But Lee Brownby, do you remember Lee Brownby? Lee Brownby, Lee, and oh. he incorporates both names. So uh, for, you know, for someone extra points, extra for, points. I mean, for someone who has complained about the quality of the puns being read out, that was a. I mean, that was like you were trying to prove a point. I've got to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I will take that on the chin. Uh, and you know what I'm going to say next, Michael because we discussed this beforehand. Am I allowed oh. to bring this up? Yeah, 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 no, go, bring it hey, up. Hey, bring I'm in up. charge. I can do what I want. Yeah, um, yeah, go on. I think that we should, uh, you know, and Zodiac Whitbread, great, but we can keep the name. It is great. You're right. We can keep the name. I think we, we should um, expand to anything to do with space because I feel like um, when Lee Brownby is being brought up, that that's the scraping scraping the barrel. You so... did do it deliberately. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was too bad. You're so good at puns, too, and I thought too that bad is to not be a true. Sanders pun. No, I'm just styling out. I really did mean it to be a good one. <laughs> um, 
so I'm thinking, you know, like um, a par example, uh, Josh Josh Stargent, Stargent, Josh Stargent. <laughs> oh, I fully That's appreciate the explanation. That's my example. If I say it enough times, it might work. Um, so, and you know, think of think of the think of the opportunities there. I, I feel like we've, you know, awoken a whole world of puns, Michael, and well, nailer puns. So. I, I can tell by Zoe's face that she's she's got one and is desperate to read it out. <laughs> Solar system upuki. <laughs> <laughs> Just came <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my goodness! No way. That's I'm this has got an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. Michael hey. Saturna as well. That came to me before. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Michael Saturna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, wow. Are we on the delay? <laughs> um, this, this is great. And whilst I do, I'm going to voice my concerns that this is going to distract from the key task at hand, which is the Zodiac Whitbread. I appreciate the idea of opening up to a second list or expanding the topic to space. Uh, I have taken on board your suggestions and submissions as well, and they will duly be added to the space pun list. But for now, we will not read any more of these out on any what? week until Norwich City win a Premier League game. Then it's the, you can then it then it is open. That that will be the most significant part of Norwich winning a Premier League game. Will be the kicking off of our space okay. puns because that will have some kind of galactic significance if we actually yes. win a match. Okay, well, stay tuned for whenever that is. <laughs> Whatever year, season, you know, <laughs> oh my that God. happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, draws don't count, <laughs> just so we're being clear. Okay, and it's star sign puns until then, folks. So uh, so get your thinking well, let's see on it. Are, are there any left? Um, but I think people can ask, people can send in their space puns, right? They just may not be read out. Uh, no, one hundred percent. I would say that one hundred percent. Get them in. Point. Usual, usual okay. manners. Yeah, get, get them in. We'll collate them, and then we can drip feed them out after Norwich have won in okay. the Premier League. So one hundred percent, send them in. One hundred percent, they won't be read out until Norwich win. So <laughs> let's hope that happens well, next week. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Haven't we all said you know, Norwich will win on Saturday, and then it'll just be as normal next week? Okay. Is yeah, it, if so. this isn't an incentive for the Norwich players to, you know, deliver, I don't really I hope know. They're what listening. Is. I, I I just assume they are. Yeah, definitely. I hope. Ignore all the other noise. Not is it the noise. punishment for losing seven 0 They all have to listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the I dressing room. Solacist team and uh, Stargent will be banging them in uh, if they aren't. Doing <laughs> that's for sure. Um, just another quick one that we had on uh, Twitter, Michael. You, you mentioned that you missed the uh, what I'm going to call the Simeon Jackson Derby game, and mm. Alex Alex Ware again said he also missed the winner having left on 85 minutes. Um, he was playing a gig in Cambridge and his bandmate wanted to not get stuck in traffic. They were an hour early. Whew, I, I mean, that, that's probably worse because Alex was actually at the game. Yeah. Um, and it was a crucial yeah. game as well. Oh, yeah. I was literally sent somewhere else by work, so I couldn't do yeah. I couldn't go. No, you thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and yeah. and they had a habit that year of, of late winners, didn't they? So yeah. even worse. Um Zoe, any any Norwich goals that you missed, games that you missed that still sting? Well, I'm, I'm not sure it stings because uh, it, it didn't really end well. But uh, one game I did miss that I had every intention of being at um, was we played Stoke um, in Stoke, I think in around 2005. Um, and uh, my dad and I drove from Yorkshire, where we're based, uh, down to Stoke. It was an evening game, I think got all the way there 
parked up outside the ground uh and we, it was back in the day where you just paid paid on the paid on the gate didn't have a ticket um we both realized that neither of us had brought any money <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were we'd been on holiday like previously uh not not far before then so it was uh, i think i'm blaming the jet lag or something but we both had a complete mind freeze had not brought any money with us didn't know anybody else that was going uh so couldn't get in touch with them um so we parked up in stoke realized we had no money and then drove home <laughs> to yorkshire again um and in the, about the first 10 minutes i think darren huckabee was sent off um oh. we got absolutely battered i think uh, so it's maybe a good job that we didn't end up going but i think it was a bad night all round really oh. <laughs> oh. and to be honest you don't need that much money to get by in stoke either as saying as someone that lived there you know it's uh if, you, if you're gonna not have much money anywhere then stoke is the place but even in stoke you need you need some cash lucky you didn't run out of petrol on the way home right that <laughs> would have been really disastrous <laughs> Um, well, that's an excellent one then. Um, I think we should put that one out there as well. Anyone who's missed any Norwich City games or any goals for any reason, leaving early or going to the toilet, whatever it is, there must be some good stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Um, we've, all, we've all got those stories. Um, so I will ask at this point, can any other, can other business, Michael, Zoe? Um, no, uh, I did get a nice DM from Nick Dye, but I'm going to save it for next week because we've, we've probably time. Yeah, did it in around so, all those um, did it in around all those space puns, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes, after our victory. After our victory. Joyous. Right. Well, thank you both very much, Michael, Zoe. Um Hodgy, we love you. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Um I think that I think the, the way we finish now is for you to both say bye at the same time. So I'll count you down. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye, bye everyone. <laughs>